Hi everyone, and welcome back to When Your Heart Falls Out of Your Head. Um, I know I took a couple weeks off, I just had some health issues that I needed to resolve, but I am back and excited to be back with um, this episode that I recorded a couple weeks ago, and I have some very special guests coming up. Um, but the one today is particularly special. I met this young man through the art scene in Roanoke. Um, and he also happens to be a former roommate of one of my previous guests, Mary-Kate White. Uh, so without further ado, here is Tristan Rex. Yeah, so I okay. figured after Mary-Kate, that was a fun episode. That was really fun. Yeah, I like that one. Um, that was interesting, hearing her perspective of like, I don't know if it was interesting for you, but hearing I felt like, kind of bad. You felt bad? I felt bad. Well, you shouldn't feel guilty. It's not, like, your fault. Yeah, I didn't realize by moving in, she was like, oh, I have to move now. Mm, I see. Yeah. Because I didn't know if she had the same mindset as Zach, where it's like, okay, this is a six-bedroom house. Right. More than three people can live here. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's just, um... I don't know how to articulate this correctly, and it's going to sound weird to be like, when you get to a certain age. I think sometimes we become territorial and it, not in a negative way, just because we ha- inhabit a space yeah. and we think that this is our home. And like, if, if Ryan and I weren't on the same page about somebody moving in, like we have rooms available, but like if we weren't aligned, that could cause attention. Yes. And so I think it was like one of those things, but I don't want to speak on it too much. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. But I, I don't think she was mad at anyone. Definitely not. Or like blaming anyone. It was just one of those things of like, oh, okay. That's just how I felt. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think another part that was interesting with, to me, that you might be listening to was the part where we were talking about feeling like we're old and seeing like younger kids doing a lot, not younger kids, younger adults, yeah. younger people rather, um, just going out and going for the things that they want to do. Yeah. How that is challenging for us because it kind of either lights a fire or makes us feel like left behind. Yeah, I guess I understand that. Well, I mean, you're also, you're very young, so not super. You're not, yeah, you're not that much older than me. Yeah, I'm like the youngest girl alive, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I think that it's very, it's very cool that you're doing all these things. Already. Compared to like Grayson and Zach and Ella, I am doing like way less. But even still, they're, I mean, they're just doing more or I don't even know if they're doing more, but they're just, I don't know. You guys are just switched. It's more of a focal point to them. Yeah. 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 And when I was their age and when I was your age, I did not have like an objective and it seems like they do. And it seems like you do. Me? No. No? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think I have a clear, like, definite point of focus. Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that I want to do. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, number one most immediate thing is I want to, I have a really hard time coming up with ideas on my own. Okay. Like, I like group projects a lot. Mm-hmm. Because then I can be relegated to this specific thing and we can all collaborate on this idea mm-hmm. was that supposed to turn off it's um fine. yeah it's still going 
But like if I like sit down at my computer and like I open a, a Google Doc and yeah. I want to write something, I just can't think of things. Mm-hmm. And then when I feel like I do think of things, I feel really self-conscious about the idea that I have. Oh. Where I'm like, am I ripping this off from somewhere? If I do make this, is it going to be worth anyone's time? Hmm. Well. Can I answer the question that you weren't really asking me? Yeah. Um, nothing's worth anybody's time. You don't think so? No. I think, um, I think yes and no. Like, I think, uh, you just have to do what's worth your time. And that's it. And you can't really, you can't really worry about that too much. I was actually thinking about this in the car. I think maybe when it comes to making concrete things, Mm -hmm. I, I tend to negatively think about it in the same way that I think about social media. Or okay. I will put something up and there will be like an immediate response. Maybe because okay. it's because social media posts are so much more digestible. Mm-hmm. But even then when I put like that really shitty horror movie that we made, that was kind of funny on you on, I put it on Instagram and I put it on YouTube. Yeah. My Instagram is set as a business account so I can view all the metrics of every post I make. Right. And so I looked at the metrics of the video and maybe like 10 people watched more than 10 seconds of the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks. That makes me not want to make things. Because if I make it and I put it out there, no one's even watching it. And I don't want to make it for me. Mm. How come you don't want to make it for you? Because if I was making it for me, I could just like think of it in my head and then like laugh about it. And then I wouldn't have had <laughs> to put in the effort into making it something that everyone else can see. And mm. then them not see it. Like I could have just thought of that movie in my head and been like, that's cool. Hmm. That's true. But is there not a joy of doing when you make something? No. No. Okay. I think a lot of my joy comes from sharing what I've made with someone else mm. and then talking to them about it. Okay. And I want people to make things and then share their things with me. Right. Like, I'm really happy to be here right now because this is your thing. Thank you. And I'm happy to indulge that and I listen to it. Thank you. I listen you. to the episodes that aren't me episodes. You're going to listen to your episode. Of course I am. <laughs> but I listen to all the episodes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, like, imagine like if a band got together... And just for 10 years, they were performing shows where, like, no one showed up. They are just performing to an empty crowd. That you would suck. You could talk suck. to Ryan about that. People love Ryan's band, though. Now? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> They've been a band for a while. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, it feels shitty to do something and it not be as well-received as you had hoped initially. But I'm, the thing is... I'm not even worried about well-received. I just want it to be received at all. Like, <laughs> please, just look at it. I don't care if you hate it. Just, like, look at it. Yeah. And that is an obstacle, for sure. Yeah. But I think it is, at least for me, I think, and I'm going to tell you what I think, Mm -hmm. because I'm projecting. Go ahead. I think it's worth doing. I think that's the barrier that stops people, the doers from the ones who, the creators from the consumers, is the barrier of like, is this going to be received? You have to get over yourself. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And like, I think that's like, a fun challenge because you get to explore like uncomfortable feelings in a way of being like, how come nobody gives a shit about what I'm doing? Yeah. Or like nobody sees it or how come the algorithm isn't pushing it out or how come I'm not an instant success? And then yeah, having to deal with those feelings is like yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that I think you're a very creative person and I think that I think you'll end up regretting 
the things that you don't do more than the things that you are wanting to do. Okay. But I, I, I can do that. Yeah. So I think you should keep doing. Okay. Also. So actually, I should give you this book. I don't want to give it to you because I really like it a lot and I'm reading it again. Okay. But here it is, actually. I have a few books I need to get through anyway. So take your take your time. Yeah. It's called Unwriting Well by William Zinzer. Uh-huh. And like one of the first chapters is, it's a really funny book, but it's really informative. And I was supposed to read it in high school and I didn't. I really should have because I think it would have shaped me into a much better communicator. Um but one part was where he was on a panel talking about um, what it's like writing, like being an author. And another person who was on the panel is this guy who is a doctor who just started writing. And this professor, this person, is a lifelong writer and he's a professor of writing. So it was interesting hearing their responses where people were like, oh, is it easy writing? Like, is it difficult to write? And the doctor's like, no, it's so easy. This is the easiest thing I've done. I just sit down and I write. And his answer is like, no, it's really challenging. And it's a lot of work. And like, it's not fun. And you write and you write. And then another question was like, what do you do when you don't feel like writing? Do you just like, I don't know, like, do you just not do it? And he was like, yeah, if you don't feel like it, the doctor was like, if you don't feel like it, just don't do it and sit back and come back to it. And he's like, no, you need to write every day, even when you don't feel like writing, because then you build that skill of doing the things that you don't want to do all the time. And it makes you a better writer. I'm, this is not, this is me paraphrasing. That's not right. perfectly, yeah, but the gist of it is, and he ultimately wasn't saying there's one way to write, but there's lots of ways to write. And I think that goes for creating. Mm-hmm. So I think that, while it's challenging, while you may feel sensitive and maybe a little insecure about your ideas and may not want to see them through, I think you should challenge yourself to do it okay. anyway yeah. and do it every day. Okay. I don't do it every day, but I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and do as I say and not as I do. Okay. Do as this book says, actually. When I read it. When you read it. In fact, move this up on your list. Make this your second book. I'll give you this book. Okay. Will you take it and read it? I will take it and read it. I'm trying to think of something that's like podcast worthy. So I'm not just asking you like, what's your favorite food? <laughs> oh, that's the, here's the conundrum. Uh, worrying about having podcast worthy conversations inhibits it. So you just have to. So you, you think just, like a random question will make it a podcast worthy question? I think asking the questions that are on your mind will lead to a compelling conversation. Mm. Do you want to talk about your dating life? Sure. Okay. What's going on with that? Um... Not much right now, unfortunately. Oh, what happened? Um, nothing really catastrophic. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, kind of treading water right now. I think, but not in, not in like a bad way. Like so, I'm, are you still with that person, Emily? No. Oh, okay. No, we broke up, but she still goes to church with me sometimes, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she's gonna listen to this podcast, so uh, I don't want to reel too much of her personal life. Okay. But That's yeah, fair. she still goes to church with me, which is kind of nice. Because mm-hmm. do you want me to cut her name out? No, you don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, she was like baptized Catholic because she's a New York Italian. Ah. Um. Yeah. But her family wasn't like super big in the church, but right. now she's kind of gung ho about it because yeah. I pushed her into it while we were dating. Mm-hmm. And how long were you dating? like two two months that's not very long no that's you okay you guys were going on trips and stuff it looked really cute yeah it was a fun trip nice i had a good time 
I mean, mm. yeah, I don't have any like malcontent for That's her. That's good. So, I, you know, I'd go on another trip. With her? I think so. I love yeah. vaca- I love going on trips. I'll go on a trip with anybody. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Just going places. <laughs> I don't think that sounds very special. <laughs> well, I don't mean to sound like a, some sort of like um, trip harlot or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay. um, I just like going places and doing things and I'll do fun things with anyone who wants to do fun things. Like, okay, yeah. Go to the retired aircraft carrier. That was cool. That is cool. Whose idea was that, that trip? Um, all the really touristy things we did were my idea because she 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 lived in Charleston forever and she never did those things. Oh. And I like to do things and go places. And yeah. her being a mom, she doesn't get to do very many things sometimes because, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of a restrictive thing. Even, even if you love your baby, like there's some things you don't get to do. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, since, since she didn't have the baby with her, I dragged her out of the house. And we went to fancy dinners and to the USS Yorktown. Fun, fun. Yeah. Okay. So, where are you now in your dating life? Um, like I said, there's it, it's I'm kind of treading water. Like, I'm not really headed in any particular direction. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 20s. Yes. I'll meet all kinds of people, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That's good. And if something comes along, that's really cool. But yeah. I am, as I get older, I feel like a lot of people in their 20s, they either have like super high standards or super low standards. Okay. What do you? Okay. And I'm... I, as I get older, I'm getting into much higher standards. And what are those standards? Um, Catholic. Like that's all. Like uh, I guess at that point, I, at this point, like. An I, interest in Catholicism, or they have to be Catholic? Interest. Okay. Or at least, like, a to- tolerance. I feel like a lot of people are really quick to make, like, mm-hmm. at least offhanded anti-Catholic jokes. Yeah. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... A lot of people are very triggered by it. Yeah. And I feel like most people just don't get it. Yeah. And when you tell them, they're like, okay. And then they just completely yeah, disregard yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um... I, weirdly, I mean, not weirdly, one of the standards I've built up is, like, has to have an appreciation for movies. I don't want to date someone who doesn't like movies. Okay, so why, why is that so important to you? I love movies. Right. Um, I like watching movies, I like talking about movies, I like Mm -hmm. making, I guess at this point we can call them videos, but short films, Mm -hmm. air quotes, um, and if that is something that is so important to me, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't like that. Right. Because if I spend so much time watching movies and if they're there with me and they're miserable watching movies, then I'm disservicing them. And Mm -hmm. in a sense, they might be disservicing me by being with me, but not being into the things that I like. Is that based off of an experience or an expected experience? Um, a little bit of both. Like I've dated girls who I was like, I would try to share things with them that I like yeah, and they just wouldn't receive it. And then it's like, now what? Mm-hmm. Obviously like I'm not going to like a, a unreasonable standard would be like, she has to understand everything about metal gear. Right. That would be really cool. <laughs> it would be awesome. But that's, right. I can't ask that of anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. But just have like a general respect for my religious beliefs and mm-hmm. 
most surface level interests. Maybe okay. that's not very high standards. Maybe that's completely reasonable standards. I mean, I guess so. There's just, just respect some... the things that I enjoy. <laughs> yes, I think at the very least, respect for the things that you enjoy is um, a requirement. Because I don't have an advice for you, but something that I notice is that there are people that I can have like a really strong connection with, um, but we don't have shared interests, which mm-hmm. seems con- like to the contrary. Yeah. Um, but I think that also adds an interesting layer because then they kind of expose you to the things that they're most interested in. Yes. And you can share that with them. And they may not appreciate it at the time. There's some things that have had to grow on me for some time. And like while I was with that person, I couldn't appreciate it. Or I didn't appreciate it. I don't want to say I couldn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. I think the way I think of it now is... Um, did I want to be, well, I'm married now, but did I want to be with somebody who is the same as me or someone who's different than me? Yeah. And, and I think I, I think I needed someone who's different than me, but the same, but matched my intensity. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like similar mindsets, even if you have different passions. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and there's, I, I definitely agree with that. But the, I guess those two things, like movies and God, that's yeah. the only things that I want to have some common ground about mm-hmm. i'm okay like obviously like i said i don't know how to paint i don't know how to draw mm-hmm. but I, i'm not gonna not date a visual artist because i don't understand how to draw <laughs> <laughs> like that would be really cool like yes show me your art i really like that right. thank you for showing that to me yeah well that's very interesting what you were saying about your favorite philosopher favorite philosopher to pretend to understand to pretend to understand so who's your favorite philosopher that you feel like you do understand uh, I've never re- actually read any real philosophy. <laughs> That's okay. Um, You've read, I'm sure you have read some philosophy, though. Um, I think my favorite book that even is, like, adjacent to philosophy is... Mm-hmm. It's kind of angsty, but, like, Harassment Architecture by Mike Ma. Harassment Architecture by yeah. Mike who? Mike Ma. Ma. Yeah. Okay, what's that about? Um, it's about... It's primarily about, like... It's very fight clubby, where it's like accelerating the collapse of society such that when society rebuilds, it can be rebuilt in a better image because okay. we are too far gone to retroactively fix this one. Ah, okay. And there's a few sections about love, and um, there's a whole section about him not sleeping for three days and inventing a concept called Cheese World. It's a little bit funny at times, and it's a little bit serious at times. Okay, so what was the section about love? Um, it's about how, when you're young, I guess, a lot of romantic experiences you might have have this very halo effect where you're like, mm-hmm. this is the best. And then a week later, it might suck. But it's really nice while you have that good feeling. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the part that stuck out to me the most. Okay. Um, I have an autographed copy of, yeah. his, of his first book. Okay. Once I made a meme about him and he reposted it on Instagram. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, I've talked to him a few times. I, Senpai has acknowledged you. Yeah, I talk to one of his best friends all the time. The guy who did the audiobook for his first book and edited and did the audiobook for his second book. You've uh, talked to him a couple times? Yeah, t- like he and I DM what? semi-frequently. Yeah, cool. And um, his name is Shazam Watkins. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam that's a, Watkins. That's his government I'm pretty sure that's his government name. <laughs> cool. 
cool. Sorry, Shazam, if you're listening. You know, I know you're not. Though. I take it all back. The greatest, like my favorite philosophy book is a book called It Is the Secret by Paul Town. It Is the Secret. Yes, it's a collection of essays written by an insane man where you can't tell if he's like joking ever or not. Okay. But it's got a lot of themes of like um, disregarding material wealth mm-hmm. as like the basis of your personality because mm-hmm. that's really gross. Yeah. Um, con- like, um, about, like, there's just random things, like, society bad type topics. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some sections that are clearly comedic, where there's one chapter called Letter to My Future Wife, and it's about how, like, my future wife will be, like, Scandinavian, and <laughs> she will have, you will, you will have my children. Uh, if you're reading this letter, um, we are probably already married, like, you know, just really off the wall things and then there's like a, and then like the next chapter will be this really serious look into like positive and negative feedback loops and interactions and how bad people will hijack good organizations and are easily easily able to manipulate people who trust that organization because the people haven't realized that it's manipulated yet yeah and there's a, like a whole chapter about how that might be what happens to religious institutions like religious institution starts off like very very benefactory to society and then good people see that or bad people see like i can take control of this right and do damage and get what i want before Mm -hmm. anyone realizes i've done anything wrong yeah and then when people realize that they now think the entire organization is bad oh yeah and i thought that was very cool that is very fascinating. That is very cool. And this is all in It Is the Secret? Yes. And that audiobook is also done by Shazam Watkins. Shazam is all over the place. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I I didn't, I wanted, I've only listened to that on audiobook because Shazam Watkins is such a talented reader. Interesting. Like he can do so many voices for each chapter. Like there's different characters in the book. You think Shazam would come on the pod? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know if you'd want Shazam on the pod. He's kind of a, Shazam and Mike and Paul Town are all kind of controversial figures. They make a couple. They make problematic statements at times. I mean, but that's overall, okay. overall, their merit is, I think, good enough for me. Well, that does it for this episode. Man, these episodes keep getting longer and longer, but the conversations feel hard to cut down. Um, but thank you for listening. <laughs>